All right, hello guys. It's been a few months. I am really bad at sticking to any sort of schedule, but I really want to make this a weekly thing now. I've always wanted to have a podcast. I created this podcast in lockdown last year and so, 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 so much has happened since then, but I am actually back home, I'm in Germany and I really want to create a schedule for myself and upload an episode every week, pick a topic or a couple topics, um, do a couple more interviews. I know my friend Nikki and I have been wanting to catch up again and do another podcast interview on navigating change and just an update from us and from our lives um, so I'm excited to be getting back into podcasting. So as I've mentioned I have been in Germany for the last two months. It was such a back and forth while I was still in Australia. I booked I think three flights and I ended up rescheduling them a few times because I wasn't ready to leave or work was going really well and I couldn't go or it didn't feel right or the COVID situation in Germany was bad again so I kept pushing it back and back and back and eventually I just decided that I needed to go for my mental health and for my future. I, th I just had this very strong feeling that it was time to go so I left at the end of March and I've been back home ever since then. I arrived in Germany and I woke up the next morning and it was snowing. It was the 1st of April and it was snowing. So I came from 30 degrees, humidity, Sydney summer weather into German spring that still kind of felt like winter. So that was interesting and it was a huge shock to my system. The jet lag was outrageous. I mean, I spent over two years living in Australia without being able to visit home because of the pandemic and so I felt really out of it for a few weeks. I saw some of my friends and I was hanging out with my mom a lot but I honestly don't even remember what I did the first days here. I was so out of it like I think my whole system and my body and my mind and everything was just so overwhelmed um, especially because it was such a chaotic goodbye when I left Sydney. Um, I, as I am, I procrastinated a lot and until pretty much 24 hours before the flight, I still wasn't 100% sure I was going to get on my flight. There was an issue with my visa, um, but in the end, I, I had to take the flight. There was no going back, but it was so stressful just packing everything. I had to send some stuff home. Thankfully, I had someone helping me because I was losing my mind. And honestly, sad as it was, but I didn't get to see most of my friends um, anymore. I didn't get to say goodbye to them because it was just such such a just a chaotic um, a chaotic transition. Um, I got on my plane. First of all, I got to the airport way later than I wanted to. Way later. No, actually, let me back up a little bit more. I go to the post office with my two huge, honestly, huge boxes full of clothes and stuff that I wanted to send home. And the lady goes, 
you're gonna have to unpack everything and declare every single item. So I literally had to unpack my boxes inside the post office. I was sweating, I was so stressed, I was so hot, I was already running late, I hadn't had breakfast, I don't even know if I had coffee or not. And I had to unpack the boxes and count every single t-shirt, every single pair of pants, jackets, whatever it was, and write onto the package what exactly it was so that customs in Germany wouldn't like have to open the package. And in the end, they ended up doing that anyways. And I had to drive to customs at the border to pick up my packages. And it cost me $400 to send my stuff home. And I ended up giving so much stuff away for free. My friend Sarah was kind enough to pick up a lot of clothes and I left a lot of like household supplies and stuff at my apartment block for the other tenants to take. I just didn't, I didn't give myself any time to prepare it any better because like I said, I wasn't sure if I was even going. So it, it was chaotic, but it was okay. And it felt kind of good to let go of a lot of material possessions like that. Maybe that sounds weird, but it felt like I really was wiping the slate clean and starting over. And all I took home was two suitcases and the two boxes that I sent home and the rest I donated and I gave it to other people, which makes me happy as well that it didn't go to waste. So I hung out with some people in my last few days in Sydney, but like I said, most people I unfortunately didn't get to say goodbye to. Um, but, you know, life happens sometimes and that was the situation and I made it home. Um, but yeah, let me tell you the airport story first. So I get to the airport. First, I had the drama at the post office, which took so long. Then I ran to the cafe on my street. I ordered a tuna sandwich and a coffee. I shoved it down my throat and I had to go back to my place, pick up my bags, call an Uber, get to the airport as quick as possible. Um, my baggage allowance was, I think, 35 kilograms. And I, I put the bag onto the, the scale at the check-in desk. And the lady goes, um, sorry, but your allowance is 35. That's correct. But a single bag can't weigh more than 32. And I was like, what the hell? That doesn't make any sense. So the guy that took me to the airport, bless his heart, had to give me his briefcase fucking laptop bag. And I put some some clothes in there so that I had two different pieces of luggage. And then I was allowed to take them on the plane or I was allowed to check them in. It was the weirdest thing. Honestly, Etihad, I, I don't I don't understand that logic. But anyway, it was stressful. It worked out in the end. Um, the poor guy was sweating. I was sweating. We said goodbye, which was sad. Um, but I was so happy that a friend took me to the airport. Um, and I literally, I, I walked straight through security, um, which was quick, thank God. And then I had some time on my hands. I walked into the bathroom. I dropped my bags and I just started bawling my eyes out it was like all that stress and the tension and the pressure just fell off me and I was like holy shit holy shit I'm leaving I'm actually leaving 
So I cried my eyes out for a good few minutes and then I think I think I got some food and I went to the gate and then it was time to board. Everything was pretty seamless and pretty quick. I didn't have too much time on my hands. Um, and the plane. <laughs> See, it was my first long distance flight in a few years, obviously, because of Corona. Um, and in my head, I thought, okay, there's probably still not that many people traveling. And boy, was I wrong. The plane was packed. Every single seat was filled. I was squashed in between people. And I'm not kidding, there was like 10 babies sitting in very close proximity to me. So, and it was a 14 hour flight. It was ironic, honestly. I just kept laughing because I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> I think a few years ago I would have freaked out because obviously you can't get out of a plane anymore and I remember I had a pretty bad panic attack on a plane before where I like wanted to get out and obviously couldn't and that made me have a panic attack but this time I um I took a little something something to calm my nervous system and it was okay I kept kind of dozing off um food was not that great I get the gluten-free meal because I'm I'm that bitch. Um, it wasn't that great. The whole experience wasn't that great. But you know what? We made it. I actually managed to get some sleep in the end. And miraculously, the babies um, ended up sleeping as well. So there was like a good few hours where it was very quiet and I got some sleep. So we get to Abu Dhabi and... Um, I really wanted to take a shower and sometimes they have free showers at the airport um, but I saw the lounge and I was like you know what I'm going to get a lounge pass because I I need I need something right now <laughs> so it cost me like 50 euros I think it was which honestly was totally totally worth it I would have loved to fly business class altogether but unfortunately I can't afford that at this stage of my life hopefully soon and I will always just be flying business class and it's going to be great and I can sleep but I think the lounge is a good compromise for when you want to treat yourself a little bit but you can't afford a full-on business class ticket so I had a lovely lovely shower it was beautiful they gave you a bunch of free products there was a hairdryer um, and I spent I don't know, maybe like 45 minutes in the bathroom. <laughs> Just, it was so nice taking a shower and freshening up. And then there was a buffet. So I was able to get some food. There was free coffee, free water, free drinks, free everything um, included in the past. There was like lounges and, and comfortable seats and everything as well. But unfortunately, I didn't have enough time. So I had to go to my gate. I got a coffee on the way to the gate um, because I was trying to stay awake through the second flight to help me with the jet lag. Um, and then I get to the gate and the security is like, uh, you cannot bring that on the plane. And I was like, oh, that is a shame. So I had to pretty much down my coffee and I got the jitters pretty bad, but that's fine because I wanted to stay up anyways. And then... Um, yeah, the second flight, I was just so excited. I literally couldn't. It was probably the, the coffee as well, but also the fact that I was just so excited and I couldn't wait to get home. 
and to hug my mom. I was getting so emotional. I literally couldn't wait. It was quote unquote only six more hours, but it felt like an eternity. I watched House of Gucci, which I thought wasn't a bad movie. I know there's been some criticism on that movie, but I didn't I didn't mind it at all. I I love Lady Gaga so much. I think she did an amazing job. And I think the movie overall is pretty cool. So I watched that. Had some more um very much below average food, but it was food, so that's fine. I got to Munich. It took forever to get our luggage. Um and then it took a pretty long time as well to go through border control. They were asking me about my vaccination, whatever, COVID recovery status. Anyway, I made it and I saw my mom and honestly, my visceral reaction was so strong. I just started bawling. I honestly, seeing her after over two years was so close and I missed her so much. It was so emotional. I was sobbing. I was exhausted after the plane. I was so, so happy to see her. And it was honestly one of the best moments of my life, I would say. Just such an intense and beautiful, beautiful moment. So we drove home and um, then I had a few days in a daze <laughs> where I was very jet lagged and very cold because of the snow as well. Um, but at this point now, it's like two months later, now it's super sunny and nice and it's like 30 degrees outside. So that was my initial plan. You know, I thought I was going from sydney summer to german summer but it didn't quite work out but now now it's um very warm and lovely here which i love and i don't even want to think about winter but we'll cross that bridge when we get there that saying by the way has been my mantra ever since i got home we'll cross that bridge when we get there we'll cross that bridge when we get there it's just yeah a lot has been happening. It's been super nice and interesting reconnecting with friends and family. But of course, there's been some little issues as well. You know, people change and I haven't been home for a long time. And you sort of get to meet people again. And I think I maybe wasn't patient enough or I just kind of expected to slide back into everybody's life and for them to welcome me with open arms but I think people got used to me not being here and not being involved in their lives and them not really being involved in my life so it's actually been a bit challenging inviting people back into my life and um, nurturing those friendships and connections and yeah I definitely don't have the same social network here that I had in Sydney I live in a very small village, uh, there's not that many young people in general and it's just a completely different energy which I've always struggled with. So mental health has been a big topic since I got home. I've had some really good periods where I feel super happy and I felt so loved and so welcomed back home and then I also had a lot of days, probably the majority of days where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Everyone, you know, everyone has their life and their friendship circles and their relationships and their jobs. And 
now I'm sort of back here and I was living in this completely different reality for years. I was living in a huge city in Sydney with different people around me, with different energy and different communities around me. And it just, it has been a struggle readjusting to not having all of that here. And I want to say too, it is really nice being here and it's beautiful the nature is so stunning I'm very close to the Alps and I do have some friends here but the majority of the people I know are not here um so yeah I have been feeling isolated and alone and kind of yeah lost in um what I'm gonna do from now on (laughs) And it's been quite a long time that I've been home already. It's been um, over two months and I I think I was hoping to have it figured out by now, but I'm not sure. I thought about getting another degree. Um, I'm really interested in psychology, but it's obviously a hard degree to do as well. And I have to find a job and work and make some money. And now I'm also thinking about where to move because I don't want to stay in this little village here I this is probably worth mentioning and very important I cannot return to Australia under the current circumstances I don't have a valid visa anymore which is why I left the way I did which is why I donated so many things and I left as if I wasn't coming back because under the circumstances that I'm in with my visa I just don't know when and if I can even return but it feels that feels okay actually it feels right um I feel like I had a lot of time and a lot of transformation in Australia and I also just felt like I needed some space from it and I needed a break from it and I, I at this point I don't really see myself living there again I still have the dream to live in the states in California one day that's where I want to end up or at least I want to give it a shot I've been wanting that since I was 16 years old <laughs> I just I don't know how to do it but the dream is there and that's what I want to focus on now is my life here and where I want to go but as much as I love Australia, it's so hard to be so far removed from everything and to have that much of a time difference and that much of a journey home, um, like that long of a travel time. And, you know, if, if you live there or if you've ever lived in another country, you know how challenging it can be. And Australia, apart from New Zealand, is literally the furthest away I could possibly be from home, which is just not something that I want to um, continue to to do. I want to talk a little bit more about mental health um, and sort of what I've done since I've been here. So I am still taking a little bit of medication for my anxiety, which helps me to stay a little bit more grounded and calm and be less reactive. But I did experience quite a lot of low moods and feeling not energized and not really having much motivation and something that's really helped me is getting back into working out I have a lot of time on my hands here and I spend a lot of time alone and one day I just kind of yeah I I just opened YouTube and I um, typed in 
dance workout because I, I like to dance it out. I don't know if I'm a good dancer, but I, I do enjoy dancing and I used to do a bit of Zumba, Zumba workouts. So I typed in dance workout <laughs> on YouTube and I've been doing those quite a lot. There's a YouTube channel called Grow with Joe and she's so bubbly and so fun and I've been doing her workouts and I think it took me some time to like get out of my head and just do it and like not care about looking silly because no one's watching me um, unless someone's watching me through binoculars which I hope they don't. <laughs> no one's watching me. I'm just alone in my room. No one can see me. And I think it's a it's a good exercise to just get out of your head and into your body and just be silly and dance around. And don't get me wrong, like the workouts are hard. They, they're not easy. And I've definitely seen and felt some improvements in my overall fitness and energy and also, and most importantly, in my happiness. I think it really gives me a serotonin boost and that is what I need because I do get pretty depressed sometimes. Another thing that I always enjoy is a little bit of wellness. I love um, putting in time into my skin and hair care. When it was still colder here, I was taking a lot of baths and a lot of face masks. And I ordered a bunch of products from The Ordinary. And then I also ordered a bunch of hair care products from The Inky List. And I know The Inky List also has skincare products but I for me personally I decided to stick to the ordinary but yeah I've been trying to take really good care of my body and also my skin and my hair which then makes me feel better about myself if I feel healthy and I feel like I look fresh and I look good that makes me feel good um, and I don't wear a whole lot of makeup so it's important for me to have good skin and since I bleach my hair and I had a bit of temporary hair loss when I got to Germany. Um, I've been focusing some more on my hair care as well. I think the hair loss was probably just from stress and the change of climate and everything. But I know, especially for women, it can get pretty scary when you start losing your hair. So I've been really gentle with it. And I got like a caffeine treatment for my scalp and a gentle shampoo and I'm just trying to take a little bit better care of it. Another mental health booster that I really do do every day um, is meditation, even if it's honestly a two minute long meditation. And I have been doing it first thing in the morning. So I usually would wake up and I get up, I wash my face, and I make a coffee. I don't drink it yet, but I, I make it so that it's ready when I'm done meditating. So yeah, I, I brush my teeth and I have some water and then I go back to my room. I sit on a pillow on my bed and I meditate for a few minutes. And so that way I'm not falling back asleep because I've already gotten up, I've washed my face. I'm like a tiny bit awake, but it's still really early in the morning so that my mind is pretty clear and calm and I've noticed that I have completely different days when I do that little practice in the morning it's really grounding and calming because I tend to wake up with a bit of anxiety most days I would say so that is a good hack and I sometimes also do it 
in between my day or after my workout or before I go to sleep. I haven't done like a longer meditation in a long time, but I just do like a couple minutes. I don't really time myself. I just sit down however long I can sit down, <laughs> which is usually not that long because I can't sit still because I'm an Aries. Um, yeah, so meditation is good. I know everybody says that, but it really is. I don't do anything fancy. I literally just sit down. I take a few breaths, I try to calm down my breathing and I sit and I let my thoughts wander and I try not to attach to a thought. If a thought arises or a memory, I observe it and I let it go and I just kind of see what comes up and usually that makes me feel really calm. If I have too many thoughts in my head, something that really helps me is writing it out. I've spoken about it in the past. I love to journal. I love to write. So that's something that I usually will do before I go to bed um, until I get tired and I feel more calm and then I will go to sleep. The last thing I want to talk about is another little anxiety, depression, mental health booster and that is to watch and to listen to funny stuff. Now I know everybody's taste is different but I just wanted to give some recommendations of things that I enjoy. Um, I've started watching the show Girls with Lena Dunham which is pretty famous and there's a lot of seasons which is exciting because <laughs> I hate when I start watching a series and I get really into it and then there's only one season, there's only the pilot season or it takes two years for the next season to come and I just get really mad. I want to watch it all and I want to watch it now and I want to watch it in order. You get my point. So I've been watching Girls, which is like, it's pretty lighthearted, but there's some serious topics in there as well, which I like. Um, I think it's a good balance of comedy and a little bit of drama and, you know, serious topics. Um, I always, always, always listen to podcasts and um, I love Sophia Franklin. The podcast is called Sophia with an F. I'm sure it's not for everybody. I think she's hilarious. I think I've said this before as well. Um, and I've been listening to the old Call Her Daddy episodes where uh, Sophia was still on the show. I don't, this is a bit niche maybe, but there was a huge podcast called Call Her Daddy and it was two girls, Alex and Sophia, doing it together. And then they had a massive public falling out. And now it's only Alex. And I actually, I don't enjoy it as much anymore. And I'm definitely on Sophia's side, Teen Sophia. But I have listened to all the old Call Her Daddy episodes. And they are absolutely outrageous and so funny. It's basically a sex podcast. But they talk about a bunch of things and... It's outrageous, that's all I can say, and I think it's funny as shit. Some of it is a lot, <laughs> and also like very inappropriate, but it's kind of my humor. So yeah. Oh, there's another little thing that I wrote down on my list on what to talk about, and that is reading. I think it's because my life here is a lot less stressful than my life was in Sydney, but I have been reading a lot more here. Um, the book that I'm finishing now is called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author of A Pray Love. It's a it's a great little self-help book on creative living. I'm also reading Everything is Fucked by Mark Manson, which is the book after the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And I'm finding it hard to read, but I found the orange one, the first one, 
also very difficult to read not because it's like highly intellectual but just because I find it hard to focus on it I don't know why I think it it's maybe just the way he's writing for me personally it doesn't like captivate me but I do think it's a good book to have and to read a little bit from when you feel like it so I'm reading that and I'm also reading Just Kids by Patti Smith if you don't know Patti Smith she is a poet and a singer and a legend. I saw her live in Brighton, London, uh, not in London, in Brighton, <laughs> in the UK, um, a few years ago. I think she's in her 70s now. I just, I'm so amazed by her, and the book Just Kids is mainly about her relationship and um, how she moved to New York City as a young aspiring artist and the sort of life she lived in the 60s in New York City and yeah it's pretty interesting to read <laughs> I think that's it that's um all I wanted to talk about today um and I'm happy that this episode isn't super long I'm trying to make it more compact as well and like pick a topic and talk about it and not go on tangent after tangent after tangent as I normally do and also I'm pretty exhausted yesterday I had a pretty bad mental health depression day yesterday but today's a better day it's Monday and I haven't left the house in like two days so I'm going to do that now I'm gonna um, go for a little walk and that's gonna make me feel better so much love I hope you're well wherever you are and I will talk to you next week bye